pick a window. Wow. I don't know about the costume, but that's some set of wheels. Hi, I'm Marv Wolfman, and you're listening to the world's greatest comic book podcast. You're listening to the world's greatest comic book podcast, and I am your host, the radioactive professor of all things comic book, J.C. Carter. Joining me today on the show, my super friends, in the north, our punk pixie, Miss Jocelyn Christensen. Hi, guys. And on the bridge of his own private enterprise, our very own Admiral James Tiberius, Batman, Laird Jeff Bell. Admiral. <laughs> Can I tell you guys? Um, so at work, they've... they've um, we have a new um, CEO and he has started calling because we have several divisions in my company. He -hmm. started calling us the enterprise. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It just kills me every time I hear it. I'm like, Oh, I'm in star Trek. (laughs) So there you go, guys. I'm in star Trek now because I work in the enterprise. Boldly going. (laughs) It's true sometimes. We do boldly go where people don't want to go. Not where they've never been because it's usually full of their crap, but you know. <laughs> all right. Two different, uh, I've had two different tech companies say, hey, if we were the Enterprise, who would we all be? And the first one, I was like, oh, shit. I was like 100% support. You know, I was I was their tech writer and writing help, help desk stuff. And I was like, I don't know. Barkley? <laughs> Lower decks. Lower decks. Lower decks. Lower decks. That's who it was. And then in the next one, the next time it was, you know, at my last job, and it was like, oh, no, Scotty. <laughs> For sure. I don't care if you're on the Enterprise D. I'm Scotty. <laughs> I'm making this shit run right now. <laughs> I like it. So, how have we been? Fine. Oh, I'm so much better this weekend than I was last weekend. You guys, I'm so sorry to say that we can no longer claim to be a COVID-free podcast. When have we claimed it? When? We, we, when did I, we claim? I've had we it five times. It. I know, but I had never had it, so we could still claim okay. that we were COVID-free, I felt like. But well, now, you can claim it. Now... I also have been <laughs> tested positive. It was Hell, awful. Je- Je- we are such a we are such a COVID rich podcast. Jeff was COVID original. He's OG COVID. <laughs> I got the I caught the first stuff. It's you know me, the Beastie Boys, Wu Tang. We're all OG. That's right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. But no, thank the Lord for Paxlovid and vaccines, because mine just felt like a nasty cold, but came with such serious fatigue, I couldn't, like, I spent all weekend in bed. It was awful. Yeah, I have yet to catch it with Paxlovid being a thing. Oh, lucky-ish. It's very hurtful. No, I'd love it. I would love to have a fucking pill that makes me feel better. And knocks it out in no time, and you still feel, you'll still feel a little sick. Like mm-hmm. you still got it, but you're negative. You're, it's like 
There's no more COVID. You just have the the shit still in your system. You got to cough up. Yep. Yeah. Oh, it's fucking awesome. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, how are you guys, though? I haven't, I didn't get to talk to you guys last week. Well, so I'm, I'm trying to run a fundraiser, and I've already fucked up a couple of times. Oh, uh, no. I kicked it out the door a little early uh, mm-hmm. on accident, uh, playing with some software I didn't fully understand at the time. Um, and then this last two weeks, um, Tiffany's been down. Um, she's having oh, no. she's having seizures. Fuck every twenty thirty minutes or so for the oh, last Jesus. couple of weeks. Um, went to the ER. They were less than helpful. Told her it was stress. Thanks, mm-hmm. Doc, for fucking nothing. Mm-hmm. We'll just throw that on the pile of medical debt. Um, yeah, it was really, it was, we had a, a couple of great nurses, wonderful nurses. And then this doctor was just this swing by, attaboy, cocky, dickhead. You know, didn't listen to a yep. fucking word she said. So I started talking because sometimes the misogynists will listen to me and he just blew me off too. He's like, nope, just stress. It is not stress. It's no. absolutely not stress. So, um, no, that's just made, that's just made, well, every day sort of a living terror. Um, right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So the fundraiser's going quite slow. Um, <laughs> glacial, really. Uh, honestly, because I just, I have not had, I, I have not had the ability to put any time towards it. So I'm going to, I'm going to try and ramp that up this week. Um, you know, now that we're kind of into a routine and we'll see what happens, but, yeah. um, you yeah. know, and that's the thing. I, I, every time people ask me advice on doing, doing this stuff, I'm like, you have, you, it's your full-time job. Yep. As soon as you launch it, that's what you do. You spend all day thinking about it. I don't care what your regular day job is. This is your full-time job for the time, the, you know, especially on Kickstarter, because you've got a limited time period and you have to make goal. Oh, my God, it's so much it's so much stress. And then I guarantee you, just like you've experienced, if something catastrophic can happen, it's going to happen then. Why wouldn't it happen then? That's the perfect time for it to happen. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. So it's been rough, anyway. but if you want to help us out, you can pop over to the comicbookpodcast.com. Uh, the fundraiser ad is right there. It's pinned to the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, very simple. Um, you know, trust me, good things are going to happen because of this. Uh, a lot of those reasons have more to do with left show reasons, but, you know, <laughs> this is big for everybody. Okay. This this is going to help every show grow. It's going to help us get the new shows in. It's going to help us launch new shows for other people. Um, and, you know, it's just... It's just, mm-hmm. I'm trying to do good in the world and I need some help to pull it off. So if you guys can help, I would really appreciate it. That's the comicbookpodcast.com. How about you? How was your week? Uh, well, first week of being fully unemployed. So You wear it well. Yeah, you missed that one, Joss. <laughs> I, I saw your, I saw it on Facebook. I saw yeah. your post and yeah, you saw I'm my, so sorry. Saw my crying with the rain falling. That's, you know. Right. Right. That's how you. That's how you get tears as you you stand in the rain. Um, yeah, no, it, was, I do. it sucked. Yeah, I don't know if there'll be a recall. Still don't. I reached out 
my my manager, my my former manager, who did get hired as a technical consultant with the new company. That scares me a little bit. Um, she said uh, they'll make all they they'll reach out to everybody by March first. But Ooh. the new contract and the new contract's supposed to start the following Monday. So, couple of things there. One, they haven't talked to me yet, and I'm free and clear to talk to anybody. <laughs> I have time. And I got the time. And two, um, you know, there's no there's no guarantee with them changing up titles that they even have to rehire me because mm. uh, Obama had passed a law that said. When the contracting com- agency changes under our l- rule that you can only be this for five years, though they, our agency decided to do some do some trickery to get around that. They found a loophole. So we've had the same contracting agency forever, these two agencies forever, and the one just completely shit the bed. And that's who, you know, I was being contracted through. Uh, and this new one, this other one is basically going to take it on. Um but yeah, if, if they had, there's no guarantee if if the job title isn't there for me, there's no guarantee they have to rehire me. That's that's the other side of it. At three, guess what happens next week? The, the uh, continuing resolution expires. The Congress pushed through. Oh yeah, and there could be a government shutdown next week. So fuck me. That's why. <laughs> yep. Meanwhile. Uh, I've sent out like 20 something resumes now. Um, and I gotta tell you, Jeff, you were, you were right. Pat yourself on the back for your rightness there. <laughs> I did that little, uh, cause yeah, I you know, signed up through, uh, workforce services for unemployment cause I'm right. unemployed right. and I was, and I was laid off. I wasn't fired. So, um, I, 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 one of the things they make you do now is take some trainings. You have to take a resume builder training course. And I was like, oh, fuck, I don't need this. Oh, was I wrong? Was I wrong? I needed it. <laughs> I Halfway through the, the training, because it would, it would tell you a little something, then it would pause, and you'd have to click continue. At one of those pauses, my resume was up, and I was sitting there updating it. And then was like, oh, I got to keep watching this video. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I've, I feel like my resume is like 100 times better than it's ever been because of some of the pieces of advice they gave me. So I'm still struggling with algorithms because I don't like updating my resume specifically for each algorithm because I feel like, fuck you for making me do this. Uh, <laughs> but we'll see what happens. If, if I don't get rehired, then, yeah, it's going to be a billion different resumes going out. You know, yeah, different different flavored resumes to hit algorithms so that people will actually see me come through. And then, you know, I'll suffer for a few months and then all of a sudden something will show up and I'll be employed again because that's how it seems to go. It just sucks right now and is a little bit stressful considering... I've spent a bunch of my money planning this big vacation that in May that I'm like, I, everything's committed. <laughs> oh. new, yeah. New job. Oh, well, we don't know. We don't approve any PTO, blah, blah, blah. I'd be like, yeah, you know what? Uh, you either reimburse me completely for my vacation or I'm taking it. I don't care. Yeah. 
yeah, so there'll be all kinds of fun things. And I'm like, well, when you're over 50, it's kind of like I no longer give a shit. <laughs> right? Right. I no longer care. It sucks, but I no longer care. I'll embrace the suck if I have to. Well, there's a lot of it to embrace. Mm-hmm. An immense amount. An immense amount. But that's enough uh, my bad news. Let's get some other bad news in the news. <laughs> Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice, Pamela Salem, British actress known for her work in both Doctor Who and the James Bond franchises, passed away on Wednesday at the age of 80. Um, (laughs) It's always weird who confirms the death. In this one, Mm -hmm. Big Finish Productions, a company that produces audio dramas, confirmed her death in a tribute published Friday. Is that is that what's official now? If I don't yeah, have a, I guess... if I don't have a fucking agent, I'm not dead. <laughs> Your her employer basically said confirmed her death. That's 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 it. She didn't come it's to work very... today. She better be dead. <laughs> she's dead she's dead to us cuz she didn't show up for work. There'll be a retraction next week. Oh, just kidding. She was just on holiday, folks. Had the flu. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, producer David Richardson says Pamela Salem was lovely and we all loved her. Uh, whenever there was a big finish recording for her, she'd fly in from Miami on her own steam without fuss or fan hair and appear at the studio armed with the warmest. She was a good employee. Jesus fucking Christ. The woman's dead. Did <laughs> <laughs> no one else to do this? Just the place she worked? <laughs> uh tony ganios dead oh, at 64 I wanted, I wanted to say one more thing about panama salem when the, it says she was part of the james bond franchise yeah she was in never say never again as money penny that's kind of like adjacent to the franchise <laughs> it's uh it's james bond without the smell of broccoli exactly <laughs> some of you will like that joke some of you think i'm an asshole i get it i that's love that fine. joke uh, Tony Ganaios, Porky's and the Wanderers star, dead at 64. This one makes sense. His fiance shared <laughs> that he died on Sunday morning. That makes more sense. Yes. You know, than fucking. I mean, can you guys imagine if like Charles or Roger was in charge of announcing my death? <laughs> First of all, no, it'd no, be six months out. before anybody heard a thing. <laughs> It'll be three weeks before any of us found out. That's yep. that's the first one. And then, yeah. oh, by the way, uh, we're having a sale this weekend. Uh, Bell won't be there. He died. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, anyway, he hasn't worked a lot, but he played mm-hmm. Meat in the Porky's movies. As soon as I as soon as I read that his character was Meat, I was like, I now I know exactly who he is. Yep, looks like Emerald. Yeah. Looks like Emerald. Anyway, he's dead. Uh, who else we got? Can you guys tell I was scraping the bottom of the coffin yeah. this week? Yeah. This one, yeah. however, uh, Henry Fambro, last surviving original member of the Spinners, dead at 85. Um, cool. This, of course, put me uh, onto the YouTubes to listen to the Spinners. It uh, could be I'm Falling in Love, the Rubber Band Man, you might recall from the Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. See, there's a tie. We get these people on here for a reason. Um, he died peacefully of natural causes in his North Virginia home. Um, 
They were, uh, the spinners were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in November. <sighs> it's a shame. I, I like with, this band. With, with only Henry to accept the award, the, uh, the honor, apparently. Yeah. 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 But man, they were good, man. The spinners were fucking great. Mm-hmm. Infinitely listenable. And then uh, Witcher 4 video game. Uh, uh, it was rumored would be moving on from Geralt uh, to Siri, uh, but uh, no, no. It looks like Geralt's going to be there after all. It's truly locked in our sights now, even more in the wake that Geralt is still planning to return to the franchise. Everyone thought it was done, but it's apparently not. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but you know what? I like the Witcher games a lot, and uh, I'm looking forward to four. Three was fucking amazing. The update was great, so I'm really looking forward to see what they pull off in this one. And you know what? If it is about Siri, I don't care. You know, it's still a good sword fighting game with lots of monsters, and it's a lot of fun. So, that is it for the news. All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're talking moving pictures. If you came across someone struggling with hunger, how would you recognize them? Would you notice a 16-year-old boy who got his first job, not for extra spending money, but to help feed his little sisters? Or a mother who's in between jobs and sometimes goes to bed hungry so her kids can have dinner? I am the one in eight Americans who struggle with hunger. I am hunger in America. Hunger can be hard to recognize. Learn why at IamHungerInAmerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Hey, this is Elena Huffman, Abaddon on Supernatural, and you are listening to the world's greatest comic book podcast. Tell me. There is nothing wrong with your television. Do not attempt to adjust the picture. So, what have you guys been watching on the in the moving pictures this week, Joss? Oh my gosh! So, being sick with COVID, and I didn't get to be off of work because I was the only one working. My compadre was on vacation early in the week last week, uh-huh. um, but so I worked from home, and I watched an awful lot of um, true crime adjacent documentaries. And true crime documentaries. So um, on HBO, you guys, if you have, there is like a plethora of these. Um, But two notable ones that I watched, there was one called Chowchilla. Apparently in 1976, these three guys kidnapped a school bus full of kids. And it's the story of what they did. That was terrifying and creepy. (laughs) And oh my God, you want to talk about PTSD, those poor kids. Um, And then I watched, there's actually two seasons of this. It's called The Curious Case of Natalia Grace. And it is a story of an adopted girl from Ukraine. And it is wacky. The, The best comparison, I compared it to the feeling of, as far as like the outrageousness. Um, Back, do you guys remember the Tiger King? back during COVID, like the height of COVID. And we were all like, these people are bonkers. It's just a crazy story and you Mm -hmm. can't believe it. That's what this is, but it's about adoption and whether or not this person is a child or an adult. And 
I don't know what else to say about it other than you've got to watch it because it's bonkers. Bonkers. So those were fun. Um, I did. I mean, I had Avengers on at some point, I know, and a bunch of other things, but those were kind of the two that stood out as far as what I watched. Mm -hmm. I mean, I did start a rewatch. Um, I am doing a rewatch of Echo because my mother hasn't seen it yet and I hang out with her. So we watched the first couple echoes a couple of weeks ago and then i did watch fried green tomatoes and i only bring that up because i am a huge like movie trivia like while i'm watching a movie i'm also looking at all the movie trivia and i didn't realize that they toned down the lesbian relationship for the movie because by god if you didn't know that those two women were lesbians watching that movie you are a moron you are choosing to not see that information because it was clear so clear I didn't see the movie. You should. It was it was really quite well done. I had never actually seen it, I don't think, either. But I would yeah. need to watch it again. It wasn't as clear, but then I was so used to the bamboozlement of Hollywood uh, for all that stuff that I was like, I think they're supposed to be lesbian lovers, but they're not really spelling it out. Mm. And I was like, it's not clear. It's not crystal clear to me like it was it, like it is now. Like now yeah. they just say, here, these women are lesbian lovers. And that right. would be it. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was, it's a great mm -hmm. movie. I was really impressed. I had never seen it. So mm -hmm. um, I was a little young when it first came out. <laughs> At any rate, that's really about all that I watched. It was a lot of like, oh, what kind of, what junkie documentary can I put on now? So. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, what about you guys, though? Jeff, what did you watch this week? Well, I just finished watching Arsenal blow Newcastle out of the fucking pond. Jesus, what a game. Four to one. Very nice. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mikela Arteta, his team is just really dominating this year. They're currently in third place, I believe. Uh, Newcastle started in first coming off of last season, so... Uh, yeah, it was a, it was very exciting. I'm really enjoying, uh, uh, being a sports guy now. I'm going to start a <laughs> soccer podcast. Yeah, uh, there you see, go. Are we going to start another podcast about sports? Soccer. Oh. I don't give a shit about any other sports. Well, I guess I could do soccer, curling, and water polo. <laughs> there really? you go. And it would be like me talking to three dudes I went to high school with. <laughs> and, and one of them's not on this podcast right now <laughs> um welcome to niche sports yeah <laughs> it's time for the curling cup uh, it was cold out there on the ice so i was i accidentally how do i don't even know quite how to put this it, it's i it held hostages a little bit too much so I was in a room in which the movie Encanto was happening. Hmm. Oh, uh, that's a great movie. I ha whatever. And, and. <laughs> I too have been in a room when Encanto was happening. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, really? They're going to treat the black sheep like shit. Grandma doesn't like her. Oh, okay. This doesn't ring true. I haven't lived this story. <laughs> I used to run around breaking into song. I know what this movie's about. Anyway, uh, but I was also high as a kite, so I watched it all. Um, <laughs> I bet it's great when you're elevated, man. No, nah, mm -hmm. I don't. Look, it. I managed to get through three fucking kids with a minimum of Disney. You know what I mean? 
It was, yeah. they were content to just have it put on for them and I could leave the fucking room. If it weren't for Phineas and Ferb, I don't know that I would have watched any cartoons with my kids. Just because they didn't, they didn't want me there for that and I had work to do. Now, right. did, did I miss something? Yes. Do I regret? Yes. At the same time, I'm also free of fucking Disney musicals in my head most of the time. But <laughs> watching the fucking soccer game today on Newcastle, there's a guy named Bruno. <laughs> we don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> and every time the announcer said his name, some little smart-ass voice in the back of my head's like, shush, 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 shush. <laughs> talk about Bruno. <laughs> um, spent four nights in a row falling to sleep to Mike Birbiglia. Fuck nice. that dude's funny. Um. Yeah, so I uh, watched a few of his specials, and then uh, another one named Russell Howard, British fella. Watched a couple of his comedy specials. I'm doing my best to try and alleviate the terror of my day-to-day uh, with uh, stand-up comedy at night, uh, which I believe would be me in return holding other people hostage. Um <laughs> Well, at least there was no fucking singing. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, Star Trek Four, because why the fuck not? You know, mm-hmm. right. save a whale from time to time, even though like three-fifths of that movie makes no fucking sense. Really? You're going to go to warp in atmosphere? Are you insane? You're going to strip all the goddamn oxygen off the planet, Kirk? <laughs> it's not how warp works. That's um, like a head full impulse. Okay, now you're at Pluto. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now you're going the speed of light, you fucking idiot. Yes. Jesus Christ. There's technical manuals for this. I know. I've read them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I, I'd say the highlight of my week was over on dropout.tv. Uh, Game Changer Season 6 uh, started off. Um, oh, my God. I love this fucking show. This one was great. It was called Second Place. Every everything, every contest, every trivia, every challenge, your goal to get points was to come in second place. Mm-hmm. Oh. And it was hilarious. So that's what I watched this week. What about you, sir? Uh, let's see. Daily Show. I actually went ahead and did the whole week. Um, turns oh, wow. out they only do Monday through Thursday, not Fridays. Daisy Lydic was is, fun. And Daisy Lydic was awesome. Um, there were There were some great interviews i have actually i actually like a country music guy after the, one of her interviews with him and listening to what he had to say i was like dude i am 100 percent on your team what the hell is this this is awesome um country music guy oh uh, let's see i try to remember his name i downloaded uh, his album um have i listened to it no but uh i did download <laughs> it uh Jason, J- Jason Isbell. Oh yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's he's uh, he sang he he played a song. I was like, I really like that song. He talked about um, the need for common sense gun control and how what we have is like a, a it's. He said it's capitalism. He said all these companies that popped up after the brady bill that made people afraid so they'd buy their products and then they buy them with pride that they shouldn't have pride about i was like dude where have you been (laughs) where the fuck have you been that's awesome um and he's like he's old he's like my age and i'm like dude we need we've needed you for a while now um i did watch some after midnight and was very disappointed that just as i'm getting into after midnight i don't have fresh episodes (laughs) 
Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, same bitch this week. They're off for a week. Yeah, yeah I guess. I'm like, whatever. That pisses me off. I wanted to watch more because, man, I love After Midnight. Um, it's one I can get my wife to watch because she doesn't like watching. She doesn't really like stand up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoy watching stand up. Um, but, you know, with After Midnight, you can watch stand up comedians making fun of things. And it's hilarious because it's the current it's current events. Um, let's see. SWAT's back for its final season with half the cast gone, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> like they they wrote out street um uh they wrote out uh they wrote out another character he's just away because he's he was never going to leave the swat team is what he always said but he's away on a training thing um and so he's not in the opening credits and yeah it's it's a weird it's a weird final season because it's like they don't want to spend the money on it it's kind of how they're doing it yeah. And it's it, it's like oh man it feels so network you know when you, when that kind of stuff happens. Um, Equalizer's back, uh, fucking great uh, return episode because it was a cliffhanger. And uh, Tracker, and we have we actually have a story about this episode of Tracker I watched this week. I had no idea. We'll talk about it. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm enjoying Tracker so. I'll probably bring up Tracker every time. I don't know that I'll always bring up SWAT and Equalizer, but yeah, I'll bring up Tracker. Uh, and that's it. That's what I have gotten through apart from the usual flotsam. So let's uh, do some news. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice. Might as well get your story out of the way first. Mm-hmm. CBS Tracker executive producer was forced to explain the abrupt schedule change as fans were left, quote, so confused, end quote, with, quote, out of order, end quote, new episodes. Are they going to firefly this bitch or what? They are. They're fireflying this bitch. That's really what's happening. (laughs) Oh, that sucks. Yep. So anyway, Um, yeah, fans have apparently been confused. After CBS mm-hmm. appears to have been airing the show's episodes out of order, um, is yeah, it or a is it a like device? With the metadata catching you off guard with uh, you know the 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 fundraiser. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. Oops. Because they have a the metadata for if you if you record this on your DVR, the metadata will tell you it's episode four, the second episode. I'll tell you it's episode four. <laughs> there you go. If you watch streaming like I do, it told me it was the latest episode. It told me it was episode two. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, buckle in, folks. It's just a television show. Mm -hmm. You can handle it. I've done it before. Uh, Disney sells a major part of its movie business to Sony. Now, okay, I, I felt that all across the land. What the fuck? Assholes puckered. It's not that bad. Disney will be outsourcing the distribution of its home entertainment media to Sony Pictures Entertainment. The new deal will see Sony manufacture, distribute, and market DVDs, Blu-rays, and other physical media of Disney-owned releases. They're not taking over. They're not running the MCU like I heard one guy have a complete conniption fit about. No! Mm-hmm. No! Doesn't Morbius and, and, and Madam Web prove to us that blah, 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 blah? No. No. It's distribution. Okay. Will they fuck it up? Yeah, they'll find a way to fuck it up. Make no mistake. Probably in marketing. But at that point, it's already been out in the theaters. So calm your memories. 
It's all going to be fine. <laughs> so what, what, one of the things we were talking, I was talking about this with my son was um, he'd heard there would be a new, there would definitely be a Spider-Man four uh, before they finished this whole Kang dynasty thing. Um, and I said, yeah, well, we're probably going to see a little bit more of a merger of these two distinct universes because with Disney handing Sony its distribution, they basically said, here's Sony, here's your license to print money because you get to distribute Disney movies that make a fuck ton of money in their sales. And all you got to do is give us a little kickback of that. But you, you get the, you get a big chunk of that change. And uh, it's like now about that Spider-Man property. Oh yeah. Hey, take it. <laughs> Cause the license to print money is in distribution uh, when it comes to Disney movies. Cause it'll be Marvel, uh, Star Wars and Disney all going out through Sony now. Give Sony something to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. Other than make shitty spider movies. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, the Fantastic Four movie is undergoing last minute rewrites. Um, news comes out of Hollywood Reporter. It details changes in the works for multiple Marvel projects. Eric Peterson, known for his work on Thor Ragnarok and Black Widow, is trusted by Marvel Studios executives to bring his expertise to ensure the success of this next project. While 2021's Black Widow received mixed reviews, which I... My only fucking mixed review about Black Widow was that it was three years too late. Yep. How about we get our Black Widow movie before you assholes kill her off in the MCU? Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, I, I was invested in the character, and then I watched her die, and then you're like, you guys want a movie? Well, yeah. Three years ago. God... Damn it. Anyway. We've uh, wanted a spinoff movie of Black Widow since she appeared in Iron Man 2. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, basically, it could be like the fucking Truman Show. It's just watch a Black Widow walk around and do stuff. I don't care. Yeah. I'll watch it. I like Doesn't it. matter to me. Um, anyway, um, Bear showrunner Joanna Kahlo will help the rewrite uh, for the upcoming MCU film Thunderbirds. That is exciting mm-hmm. um, because the bear is fucking amazing. Yep. Um, if you have ever worked in a kitchen and you haven't seen this yet, if you've ever worked, fuck it, retail, and you haven't seen this show yet, you know, you are missing out because this is, it is, it's a comedy where every <laughs> laugh is like, <laughs> really? Um, like that. So anyway. Uh, Fantastic Four getting rewrites, which is nice. It probably needs it now that they actually have people attached. In news, I actually don't believe, even though I'm reading it. Confirmed. Brandon Routh's Superman revival gets nod from Arrowverse exec. And then the subtitle is, a new series could bring back Routh and Superman. <laughs> Teased by Mark Guggenheim on social media. Guggenheim was high. And just type something silly. That mm-hmm. is what I believe. <laughs> uh, but Guggenheim revealed conversations with Ralph about a sequel series to Superman Returns, expressing enthusiasm for the project, saying, and I quote, Brandon and I have talked about a sequel series. We have some really exciting ideas. That's not confirmation. That's a wish no. list. <laughs> okay? Jesus Christ. I assume you're a writer. You've got a byline. <laughs> <laughs> Go learn how words work, Elif. 
it goes back to that we want the nostalgia more than we want the 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 actual story yep um because we have a really good superman series right now uh superman and lois but they're they're shit canning it after this season um this this coming season they haven't even launched the new season but we already know this is the last season and it's a really good fucking series and and um uh fucking blanking on his name but the guy playing superman is fucking nailing it like to the point where he'll do something and i'm not seeing the actor doing it i'm seeing clark kent or i'm seeing superman doing it that's how good he is and i was like i want that and I'm just not, get, you know, and they, they just don't want to keep it going because it's too expensive or whatever. And I'm like, so, but bringing back Brandon Routh will greenlight something, apparently, because studio execs are like, oh, yeah, nostalgia. We like that. Yeah. You know, other than a couple of problems I had with the script itself, mm-hmm. I thought he was great. I thought it was a fun movie. I've I watched it several times. The only part I really don't like is when he goes a-stalking. Mm-hmm. You know, and X-ray visions his ex-girlfriend's house, where she lives with her husband, and what at that time they thought was her husband's kid. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, it's creepy as fuck. You can't make creep. Batman surveils people, not Superman. <laughs> Superman would ask Batman what was going on. I mean, that's how this works. Yeah, I had no, I had no issue with Routh's performance. The only issue I had was that they decided to make it a sequel to. The Donner films? The Donner films. And I was like, we don't need a sequel. Look how well Batman Begins just did. I want another one. Give me a Superman story like that. And we didn't get that until Man of Steel, and then they gave that to fucking Snyder. Ugh. Who violated the first rule of Superman at the end of the movie. He wasn't Superman yet. And gave us no choice, you know, when he he violated the rule, too. So, Yeah. yeah. And I know he wasn't Superman yet, but still. I mean, that's just, it's, I mean, Man of Steel, I like that movie. The only thing I didn't like about that movie was the way John Kent ate it. Mm-hmm. They don't know who you are. You're on a freeway in another state, for fuck's sake. Nobody gives exactly. a shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, no, let me die in the tornado. No. No. <laughs> Says Superboy. I don't think so, Dad. Uh... That's That's the death I can't fucking conscience. Heart attack? Fine. Superman's not a goddamn doctor. Exactly. All he can do is x-ray vision the fact that something's gone terribly wrong. But, you know, when he's the he's at that particular point, the fastest motherfucker in the new state, zoom, zoom, get him. Save the dog while you're at it, for Christ's sake. I don't give a shit. You killed Zod. He had it coming. <laughs> well, know? that's the thing. Is Zod, there was no choice. Yeah. You watch that movie, there's no choice. You have to kill him. Zod must die. So the writers just, the writers and Snyder just gave us no choice. He had, he had to, have, you know, you, there was only one way to stop him. And I was like, eh, I don't like that as much, but yeah. that's what it is. It yeah. is what it is, right? It is. It was what it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I interrupted. What are we talking about? Brandon Routh. <laughs> Brandon Routh and Superman. That is it for the news. All right. We're taking another break. And when we come back, we're talking comics. Hey, it's Peter Davison. I played the Fifth Doctor, and you're listening to the world's greatest comic book podcast. Neil Armstrong waited six hours and 39 minutes to step onto the surface of the moon. Jackie Robinson waited 20 months to play his first game with the Brooklyn Dodgers. 
and even DiCaprio had to wait 22 years to win an Oscar. You can wait until your destination. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Kevin Eastman, co-creator of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and you're listening to me on the world's greatest comic book podcast. Wah, wah, wah. So we got a fundraiser. Yeah, we talked about it at the top of the show. We're going to talk about it again. Damn it. <laughs> we, we need everybody. Uh, we well, we really what this is getting us is it's getting us a studio, and when getting us a studio, it also gives us a workspace, and that workspace allows us to do a lot more than just make podcasts. Um, it allows us to do things for uh, people here in the state. Uh, and provide them with marketing and uh, and other ways of communicating out into the media that they might not have access to without paying a chunk of money out for. Um, so that's one of the things we're we actually are seeing as we want to do that as well as have a studio that we can all get together again instead of doing this online stuff and actually be together and be able to record a show. That's the hope. Is that, is that is that the is that the crux of it, Jeff? Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of it has to do with how we pay to keep things going in the long run. And right mm-hmm. now is I keep begging for money. Whereas yeah. if we've got a studio and I can start entertaining clients again, that takes the pressure off our listeners and our fans and our friends and our family, um, and puts it onto clients who then pay for the space that we use to continue to produce shows while at the same time doing realistically without horn tooting too much. I've got 30 fucking years of experience, um, you know, doing front line, top shelf marketing, branding, communicating uh, for people that normally can't afford that sort of thing. You don't need a $5,000 a month fucking retainer you know, to hire me and the guys that I have that help me out with stuff, that subcontract with mm-hmm. me. You don't need that, you know, but you want to run a campaign in this state, you know, or this region, and you want to hire one of these these other guys, they're going to charge you a goddamn uh, insane retainer and then charge you on top of that. That's mm-hmm. not how I work. I make it affordable. You get you get You get the professional, you know, without paying that particular price. And I do that for nonprofits, and I'll do that for some campaigns and candidates, you know. But, I mean, I'd rather work with organizations than I would with people, let's be honest. But, you know, I'm here to help. And this this is a way for us to do that. That's, that's yeah. what I That's it. Yeah. Thecomicbookpodcast.com. It's right there. You can't miss it. Yep. Make it so. And now let's do some uh, comic book news. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice. Sarcastic gasp. <gasps> Honestly, you know what? This might be a genuine gasp because it's happening in a timely fashion and it's coming from Marvel. Mm. You see, the thing, one of the things that we've complained about much, much, much in the retail part of comic books is that they'll put out a movie for something and the fucking comic book guys are nowhere to be found. Like, mm-hmm. here comes Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. What do we get? Doctor Strange is dead. They Uh killed him off right before the movie came out. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. 
So Marvel has announced a Wolverine Deadpool team-up story that will come out before the before the film. What? Before. Shocked, shocked! I tell you, accident. I think it's an accident, you guys. (laughs) Yeah. So this will be a new story running through a series of Marvel comics. The duo will famously team up for Deadpool and Wolverine, first official X Men movie uh, to launch in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The film reunites Reynolds and Jackman as Deadpool and Wolverine, respectively. So this will be written by Ryan North. You might recall him from the Fantastic Four that you're not reading. Uh, drawn by... <laughs> Nobody buys that fucking comic. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, it's anecdotal. I get that. But still. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, they're the first family of heroes, and yet it's one of my lowest selling titles. Um, Javier Garon from the Avengers. Um, um, this will be called Weapon Extraction. It'll begin in July's Incredible Hulk number 14. As an added bonus, Marvel isn't raising the prices of the comics. Okay. So you get extra pages without extra money. That's pretty fucking cool. But way to go, MCU. For, you know, making that phone call and reminding the comic books people that you're paying the rent. Yes. Yep. Um, <laughs> after 70 years, EC Comics will be returning. Um, the publisher behind Scott Pilgrim will launch all new stories um, in the style of the influential horror and science fiction publisher um, EC starting this summer. This is coming from Oni Press. Uh, mm-hmm. Oni Press, I fucking love. They did uh, Letter 44. That's Oni Press. Um, currently out of print. Don't know why I brought it up, but what a fucking yeah. great goddamn series. Um, but yeah, EC Comics was the bad boy of comic publishers. Um, it, comics such as Tales from the Crypt, Weird Science, Two-Fisted Tales sold millions. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, its stories, at times shocking, horrifying, even progressive, drew scrutiny and backlash and blah, blah, blah. America went, meh. Comics are bad because that weird, creepy doctor dude said so. Yep. Yeah. EC Comics are the reason why we had the comic code from the 1960s up until the 19 and up until the 2000s. Yep. We had the comic code stamped, the comic code seal of approval stamped on our books. Yep. Yeah. So Oni Press, uh, publisher of uh, Scott Pilgrim and other things. Has uh, partnered with the William M. Gaines Agent Incorporated, the rights holder of the EC line, to launch all new stories with A-list comic creators beginning this summer. So I'm looking forward to that. That's awesome. Yeah, that should be way cool. Um, Silver Sprocket has publicly committed to Pack B. Uh, last month's Fantagraphics released a statement supporting a ceasefire um, in Gaza. Drawn and Quarterly signed a statement of solidarity with Publishers for Palestine, uh, one of several recent acts of advocacy for the Palestinian people. A wide variety of artists are showing their support with meaningful efforts uh, from organizers in the comic community in response to the ethnic cleansing in Palestine uh, that escalated in force last October. Um, as previously reported on The Beat, Cartoonist Cooperative has been engaged in a drive trading art for eSIMs Began in November and is ongoing. Uh, the need for eSIMs in Gaza is only increased as Palestinian infrastructure has been destroyed. Uh, it is through eSIMs that Palestine is able to resist the tech blockade. Mm. Yeah. 
Yep. Anyway, um, I don't, it's, it's hard to get a feel on it, but basically comics folks are standing up mm-hmm. um, for what's going on in Gaza right now. Uh, you might recall that that's dangerous um, after what happened uh, to the French cartoonists not too long ago. Oui. Yeah. So, I mean, you know what? We'll talk about it on the left show. DC pulled its head out <laughs> of its ass. And is moving back to Wednesdays <laughs> for new comic book day releases. Hey, DC, really, very few of us joined you there. That was dumb. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Trying to get out a day ahead. You know what we said when you fucked every brick and mortar store over when you switched over to Lunar? We said, no, new comic book day is Wednesdays. And that's when it's going to be. So, you know... <laughs> We we can we can bag and board all your books a, a, an extra day early and put them in the back <laughs> until we're ready to put them out on the shelf. Yep. <laughs> Honestly, let me throw you a little bit of gristle. So, mm-hmm. I get shipments from Diamond for everything but comics like a week early. Right. I, I get shipments from Diamond before I can even pull an invoice for that shipment off their fucking website to process the shit that they send me. Right, but the comics land on Tuesdays. He says with air quotes because sometimes shipping happens, and so when mm-hmm. it comes in on a Tuesday and goes out on a Wednesday, there is no room for error. Whereas Lunar, bless their fucking hearts, at this point, uh, not only packs better, but their shit shows up a week early, so you have plenty of mm-hmm. time to fucking do it. And if there's a delay in shipping, oh, you don't get it a week early; you get it four days early or three days early, which is still mm-hmm. awesome. You know, so Lunar's like that. Uh, Penguin. Penguin will send me stuff with stickers on it that says, don't put this on the shelf for two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, whatever. You know? Um, but then there's Diamond still doing it the old fashioned way. So <laughs> DC moving back to Wednesdays for new comics releases is just something that needed to happen for no other reason than they were being dicks. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll go a day early and beat everybody. Well... Most comic book shops were like, go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. And now they have. <laughs> Yay. So that is it Yay. for the comic book news. All right. Uh, well, let's talk about what we've read this week. So. Oh. So, Joss? Going? Sorry. Yeah. Ooh, I yeah. got distracted for a minute. I thought we were pausing for a second. No. Um, I. I had not been into this shop for a very long time. And I went in and saw and picked up my hold uh, before I got sick with COVID. And then do you think I felt like dealing with any of it? No, no, I didn't. So (laughs) I have got so many comic books to read. But I did sit down. I had sorted a few out. And so I grabbed off the top of my stack. I had um, Kill Your Darlings uh issues one through five i i can't find number six i'm not sure if i picked that one up yet or not i don't think i did um but so essentially i am current on kill your darlings and oh my god what a storyline this is like i i'm just in awe it's just it's beautifully drawn um rose's imaginary world is collapsing it's bleeding into the real world 
What are they going to do? How is it going to go? I'm so confused. The old crony is mad. Uh, it's just, it's really, really, really well done. So if you're not reading Kill Your Darlings, please pick it up. Because I want to I wanna keep reading it. So I need everybody else to read it too. Yeah, there um, you go. Yeah, but that's what I did. I just read that big chunk of, you know, five issues to get caught up. What about you, Jeff? What did you read this week? Well, I, uh, I read Play or Penthouse again. I mean, fair. Why you wouldn't know. you? Or I should say I flipped through it. Um, right. And then uh, I picked up uh, Mirka and Dolfo's Blasphemous. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a good book. I really enjoyed this. Um, I like having a sexy plus-sized protagonist. Um, if you're not picking it up, Mirka and Dolfo is one of the huge unsung talents uh mostly because as far as i could tell all they write is lightly naughty stuff yeah you know and this is appropriately naughty mm-hmm. um i enjoyed it um the older i get the less i give a fuck what you think about what i read so sometimes it's naughty stuff and this week it was all naughty stuff that's fair yeah but if you guys haven't picked up that uh that penthouse comics yet i swear to you the stories in it are fucking great um, they are. They're amazing. Yeah, they're really good. And yeah, yeah, it's naughty. But seriously, grow the fuck up. Sometimes sometimes art makes us uncomfortable, mm-hmm. you know? Then in this one, there's also naked ladies. So, hits all my marks for a good comic. That's Hi. right. All right, what about you, sir? Uh... Jeez, I go into I go into vaults to pick up my hold, and it felt like I hadn't been in for three weeks with the stack I got this week. <laughs> I mean, this is nice thick stack, and uh, three bubbled to the top that were that I wanted to talk about. Uh, starting out from Marvel, the Avengers number ten. Uh, this is the end of the Twilight Dreaming uh, arc, and basically we find out what the hell's been going on with Kang. And why he showed up on the Avengers doorstep saying, the whole world's coming to an end and you're going to fight some major trials. And then he passed out and they basically have had him in an infirmary ever since. Uh, he fell into a coma. Um, in this, it's funny that the guy, this Murden, who apparently created a whole bunch of Knights of the Round Table, including Arthur. Um, and they he used him to attack the Avengers while he went after Kang. He goes in. Pokes Kang with his staff, says, Kang, wake up. Kang's like, what? What the fuck? <laughs> I was like, Murden, we need you around just to wake people out of their comas, you bastard. Um, but anyway, uh, they have the conversation about what happened. So now I know what's going on. And then, because we're, he was supposed to warn the Avengers of the other big things that were coming, Murden just went ahead and erased his memory of the whole thing. So then Kang was then pissed at the Avengers when I'm like, well, it really wasn't the Avengers who did that. Was it Kang? It was more Murden who did that, but he's pissed. And I'm like, hey, dude, you're the one who crashed on their doorstep. Don't get pissed at the hospital <laughs> that took you in just because you didn't get the treatment you wanted. Um, then we had uh, Firepower, number 30. This is it, Joss. This is the end. dun 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 um okay uh robert kirkman you seem to have an issue with uh um these 15 years later things so because he did it with walking dead um this one ends up it ends nicely it ends with the family finally you know successful blah blah blah, and then it jumps 
so it's an extra thick one. I don't know if you guys could see the the spine on that, but it's extra thick. It's like 60 pages or 80 pages. Look at pages. that girth. Yep, it's about an 80-pager. And so the second half would basically be issue 31, and it's a 15 years later epilogue of everything. So there it is. Uh, and then I also read Mirka Andolfo's Blasphemous. Um, I fucking love this. I like the religious part of it. The idea that, well, there's a reveal of what happened to God, and it gives me kind of preacher vibes, in a way. Uh, and basically, who's actually in charge up there, and uh, what they're doing with uh, this new this character, um, and um, the main character, and all these other people who show up. Basically, it's it's. It's just one big war being fought on Earth with avatars being given the given power, and it's it's kind of it's really cool. I like this. I know it'll only be a three issue shot because that seems to be what Distillery is doing is just three issues and they're done. But all three of their books so far have been just boom right out of the park, no problem. The only the only issue I have with Distillery in general is they print oversize, they print magazine size. Which means I need to go buy a new a new magazine box to store this stuff in, because I just I don't. Yeah, have between one. that and fucking black label, you need to. Yeah, I know. I've 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 filled my old magazine box, but it's full of like heavy metal and Conan the Barbarian uh, or Savage Sword the Co- of Conan, and so I need to get these blasphemies, blasphemous, and all these other ones I've been buying um, put away in a get myself another box. Do you have some at Volts? Magazine size? Of course I do. You do, don't you? Yeah, of course you do. So I'll make. I'll have to remember to pick one up next week because I'm. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's getting full. Um, that's it. Today is Tuesday. That means tomorrow is Wednesday. It's time to give our picks of the week. You only say hello so you can say goodbye. These two words must make your life complete. You pick out the hearts that break to make your ego high. And I was just your pick of the week. All right, Joss, what are you looking forward to this week? You're muted, Joss. That's because I coughed earlier, and I didn't want to cough over you talking. Darn it. Okay. All right, guys. Now that I'm here, I am going to look forward to White Widow number four from Marvel Comics. Um, Have I read White Widow one through three? Well, no. No, I have not yet. However, am I going to get that done before I pick up number four? I sure am, because today is comic book sorting day for me. Um, and then Jeff and I are actually sharing a pick. So, Jeff, Women of Marvel number one, why did you want to pick it up? Because I just, anytime you say women of anything, I'm going to pick it up. Women of mud wrestling. Mm, women, I mean, maybe. Women I might pick that up. pickle tossing. Sure, why not? Um, <laughs> why not? Women of the Republican Party. Oh, God, why'd you have to say that? No, okay, you're right. That's where I'm going to draw that line. Honestly, this <laughs> is one of those where I buy the thing I want to see more of. Yes. Um, yes. You know, Marvel. Fuck, so is DC. 
you know, and and have very strong women characters that I believe need to be more often shoved out front. Um, and so if you can spotlight some of these women characters and show why they're they're important, I think that's yep. all to the good. I like it. Yeah. You know, and so, Gail Simone is writing it, so. You know what? I didn't even notice that. Oh, you didn't? <laughs> nope. Yeah, it's Gail Simone, so it's going to be. Oh, then I changed my answer. Fantastic. Gail Simone. Gail Simone's writing it. I'm that's I'm there for Gail Simone. <laughs> that's all you needed to know, right? She's the only reason I read Red Sonia. Yeah. You know, what a great run she had on that. Absolutely. She's just such a little delight. If you Which, follow her social media, I love her. Speaking of, Mirka Andolfo also did a little little Red Sonia there for a while. Oh yeah, yeah. It was very good. It was very good. It's not. It's more. It's more than the TNA covers, you guys. Um, there's some good writing going on uh, on a lot of these things that you might think are superfluous. Anyway, continue. No, you're good. You keep going, sir. Yep. What's your other mainstream pick? Uh, mine'll be <laughs> basically like poking myself in the eye uh, or both <laughs> eyes. Uh, JLA Book One. This takes the Justice League of America from the 90s, blue Superman folks, um, um, and and collects their whole uh, run, uh, this one, book one. Mm-hmm. Um, blue Superman's ridiculous, and, and the 90s was a ridiculous time for the main DC universe, and I kind of want to read this just to remind myself how lucky I am Vertigo existed. You know, Fair. back in the 90s. Fair. Yeah, I was completely separate from all of this stuff. I mean, I'm over here. It's like I'm reading DC comics, but they're all Vertigo. Yep. And I do like that the first writer listed is Grant Morrison. Yep, it'll be weird. Yep. It'll be, but you know what? I dig it. Uh, so that's it for Mainstream. What about you? Uh, my Mainstream picks this week. I was also 100% down for Women of Marvel. I chose not to make it my pick because I knew one of you would want it anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm totally down for Women of Marvel. Um, I will be picking up for, well, it'll be in my hold, and I'm excited for it. It's the Invisible Iron Man number 15. I always love an Iron Man book. Uh, this one, Rhodey gets out of prison. And boy, is he going to be pissed at Orcus. So that should be fun. Uh, and then uh, from DC Comics, we got a Green Arrow coming out. Uh, this is the Fallout from Beast World. Uh, Arrow is going at Green Arrow is going after Amanda Waller for what she pulled on him, and uh, it looks like this is how she gets a hold of the Hall of Justice, which we saw at the end of Beast World. Is she now runs the Hall of Justice, now called the Hall of Order? Oh, and uh, yeah, it's fascism being being uh, erected here. Uh, but yeah, he, I guess this is uh, she offers to buy it from uh, Oliver. So, you know, make him an offer he can't refuse. There you go. Uh, indie picks this week uh, from Image Comics. We've got Newburn, uh, number 15. This is the penultimate issue before the final issue of Newburn. This has been one hell of a, a, a crime comic ride with Chip Zdarsky. I've really enjoyed the twist of this, the idea that this is a, an ex-cop who basically solves mysteries for the mafia so that the families don't go to war when they don't need to go to war. And 
he made a choice to protect someone and in doing so all that has been falling out on him over the last uh probably 10 issues or more and it's been slowly building like we knew this was going to be a problem and now the the problem has come come to light and that will end with issue 16 so look forward to issue 15 uh and then from idw star trek defiant number 12 so they've been uh they basically got told the defiant crew got told hey you you guys you hijacked a ship you broke people out of prison to you know do this thing and we appreciate that you did this thing to stop the klingons from the red day but in order to get your commissions back you need to be bounty hunters for us and we get to the the second bounty that they collect and the rest of the crew's like we're done we're not doing this anymore to hell with starfleet this is completely in violation of Starfleet's code of code of code of ethics. We should not be doing this. And Worf said, "Well, I agree, but we're going to collect this last bounty and then we're going to shove it down their throats." So, but it looks like this next bounty, at least based on the B cover, we might be have have the return of the butt bugs from uh, from Next Generation. The the things that crawl in your mouth and stick a gill out your back and control your brain. Yeah, Ew. the little the little uh, claymation monsters. That's it looks like it looks like they'll be back for for this uh, this issue. So that ought to be fun. I'm looking forward to that. How about you, Jeff? What's your indie pick? Uh, I got two of them. Uh, the first one I'll give you is Duke Number Three. Uh, I am enjoying this new origin story for Duke. You know, it's tropes mm-hmm. and cliches and everything you'd expect, and it still comes off as pretty good. Uh, but my big get this week is from Dark Horse Comics called Whistleblowers, Four Who Fought to Expose the Holocaust to America. Um, it's a nonfiction graphic novel um, set on the stage of World War II. Whistleblowers is the true story of, a, of courageous, four courageous individuals who risked their careers and their lives to confront the unfolding Holocaust. Um, who were they? Mm-hmm. This goes into that. Um, that's cool yeah it's uh it's uh it's by rafael medoff uh co-founder of the david wyman institute for holocaust studies uh award-winning comic creator dean motter uh is is doing uh the uh the illustrations um this one this one looks important um i will definitely have some copies uh on the shelf as long as i can keep them in so, awesome. awesome. What about you, Josh? I also I looked at that one and felt like it was um while it is very 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 important, I feel like it was very heavy and I'm not in that kind of a mindset. But I also didn't find anything else coming out this week. Uh so I am resolved to uh you know try and work through my own stack because I have got uh most of Once Upon a Time at the End of the World to get caught up on. Oh, so yeah. I'm gonna, I'm going to work on that because it's a, 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 what I have read of it, I loved and I just have fallen way behind on it. So I'm going to try and catch up this week. Awesome. Yeah. Well, let's uh, jump into the TARDIS. We'll head to April one last time to give our pick of the future. Well, we're this is our final time for an April pick uh, because it'll be March next month, and now we'll have to start giving May picks. 
Uh, so pay attention, everybody. Yeah, we'll be in May next time. Um, and all the solicitations are out for May already, but we don't want to talk about them until they're actually able to order. So this is the last week you'll be able to order any of these comics that we've recommended as future picks uh, in order to make sure they show up at your local comic book shop. Um, I've watched them do ordering, sat and listened to them, do, Jeff and Charles do ordering. And it's like, yeah, if, if they don't think anybody wants it, they're not going to order very many copies. And then you go and go, hey, did that show up? Uh, yeah, I'm sold out. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about these. Uh, Joss, what's your future pick? Well, my future pick is actually in May. <laughs> so now I feel really silly. Nope, go ahead. Give us a May. But May, it's May, it's May 8th. It's early in May. It is coming out from Image Comics. It is a collection. It's White Trees by Chip Zadarsky. It's a mm -hmm. fantasy mini series. In the fantastical world of Black Sand, peace was hard won, and three unbending warriors carried the scars to prove it. Now, almost 20 years later, their children are missing and war is on the horizon. Can they put aside their memories of the war and each other for one last adventure? This is collecting White Trees number one and two. It was, it was just a one-shot. I mean, it was a two-issue, but this will be collecting them as a one-shot. Um, Chip Zdarsky is just one of those names that I'm going to pick something like this up anytime I get that opportunity. So that's what I'm looking forward to in the future. How about you, Jeff? Um, I'm looking forward to The Sacrificers, Volume 1. It's a Rick Remender book um, illustrated by Max Fiumara. Um, tomorrow... Is a harmonious paradise thanks to the five families who make everything perfect. Yeah, that's how it starts. For the price of just <laughs> one child per household. Now as that bill comes due, a son expected to give everything for his family that never loved him and an affluent daughter determined to destroy Utopia must unite and end one generation's unnaturally protracted reign. Ooh. Yeah, I dig it. And the art is something else it is mm -hmm. just something else so we'll i'll be taking i'll be taking a look at that one the sacrificers volume one uh my pick this time uh for april is blow away this is from boom studios um zach thompson is writing this one it's criminal meets snowblind so uh, you've got this wildlife photographer, uh, Bryn Brotigan, uh, isolated on Baffin Island. So there's your there's your uh, snowblind part because it's cold up on Baffin Island. Uh, she's isolated out on Baffin Island and she sees something she can't unsee. So somebody's gonna get you know find basically she's witnessed a murder, and uh, yeah. It's uh, it looks pretty. It looks like a good intense crime uh, comic, and I do love the crime comics. There you go. Sounds fantastic. Mm-hmm. All right, that's it for us this week. Anything else, kids? Nothing. Nothing much. Well, yeah. Well, along with uh, supporting our uh, our fundraiser, uh, remember to join our Patreon squad at Patreon.com/slash/DefendMedia. D-E-F-E-N -E -E Media. Uh, this is our uh, we're, we're, we. This is our extra content. This is the this is the fun stuff. 
Um, stuff where we're a little less uh, reserved. Reserved. I would say also constrained for time. So we take our time to, to really enjoy these little pieces. Um, we're finishing up the top 10 of the best fifth of the 50 best movies of all time. So uh, check us out for that one. Oh my God. Uh, I wonder if I've seen any of them. I guarantee you've seen all of them. Uh, oh, if you I haven't, know. if you haven't, if you haven't, y'all got homework to do. <laughs> um, and so I will say, as I always do, until Kang blings the Avengers for everything, make mine Marvel. For Hell's Kitchen. For Stan. For Asgard. Asgard.